Hi, and you're very welcome to the Leitrim GA podcast with myself, Brefney Early, here on FinalWhistle.ie. I'm joined once again by one of our group of co-hosts. This week it is Derek Kelleher, of course, a former Leitrim player and a Gort Lettra clubman. And uh, Derek, it's, you're welcome back. It's been a while since we've had you on the show because we had a little bit of a gap in the schedule. But uh, how have you been? How have you been enjoying the, the return to championship action? Oh, sure, it's great, and it's it's great to be back on the on the program, Breffney. The uh, championship action is starting to, to heat up, of course. Uh, um, with I suppose inter county stuff is heading for an All Ireland final, with lots of controversy about COVID and uh, the club scene. They seem to be there doesn't seem to be that terrible much of an impact on on clubs. I think everybody has been able to fulfil their fixtures, so the, they're doing their their training the way that they're supposed to be training. They're acting. The way they're supposed to be acting and everything seems to be going well and there's some fair hefty results coming out now big score lines and uh, i suppose that's what you that's what you like to see that's what people go to games to, to see the scale and to see scores absolutely we'll talk about some of those hefty score lines and of course uh, a rake of goals and maybe even a, a yellow a red and a black card between our own two clubs uh, as we speak here on sunday evening uh, the game that was played last night got Letra and Gales, of course in the championships last night we'll talk about all the games in the intermediate and senior championship over the course of the rest of the show but before we get too deep into it just want to remind people about our championship program it's here it is uh 200 pages 196 pages featuring every single player in the county in the club championships uh from all the clubs male and female uh, it's 15 euros it's in shops all over the county you can buy it on finalwhistle.ie and it is uh the easiest and the best way if you, as a listener or a viewer of these shows, want to support what we're doing here, I know you're going to love it. If you love the show, you're going to absolutely love it. Have you seen it yet, Derek? No pressure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aiden, Aiden had him last week. He's off the road. He's gone. See you, bye. Oh, yeah. No, I bought it and I said, give it, I give uh, the copy to my father. And I said, go through that now and make sure that I'm in it. He hasn't come back. He hasn't, he hasn't come back to me. You should have bought him a copy, Derek. It's all I'm saying. But anyway, we let you away. We let you away with it. Uh, no, it's a it's a fantastic production to the team that's behind it uh, that helped me put it together. Uh, Philip Rooney, our editor, uh, Dan Morner, typesetter, Con Doyle, who uh, won the county minors from this year, who helped uh, gather all the information, and then David Regan, who took all the drone photos that are in it. A player himself in the championship with Leitrim Gales at the moment in action last night. Even scored a couple of points. We'll talk about that in just a few moments. Anything else uh, over the last couple of weeks that we need to catch up on, Derek? You haven't done anything mad? No, no. Look at your, I suppose it was the holiday month. August is always the holiday month, so people are trying to get away. Um, lots, of, lots of good weather in between the showers. So we got uh, getting out doing a bit of exercise and keep, keeping the head going. You know, that's, that's all that's going on at the minute. Very, very important, of course. Uh, we're going to hear from some of the reaction from around the grounds over the weekend's games. Of course, you could have listened to, to any of the games on Leitrim GA Radio, which you can get at leitrimga.ie and also on finalwhistle.ie forward slash live. But first of all, maybe let's get straight into the action of the weekend and a full set of fixtures across the two championships, senior and intermediate, as well as some junior B and C action which got underway this week. All the results at the bottom of the screen, of course. If you're listening to us, we'll go through them for you now. But we might as well start at that game in Gortletra last night. Uh, a bit of a surprise. Gortletra, many people's favourites to be at the bottom of the table. Leitrim Gales had been running well. Um, but 
the form book thrown out the window and Cortletra emerged with a, with a win at the end of it all, the return of Jack Heston, of course. Um, I know you weren't at the game, Derek, you were tied up with a few other things, but uh, you've heard uh, some feedback back from, from within the club. What's the thoughts? Must be delighted. Yeah. Absolutely delighted to get the win. I suppose the way that the, the win has worked, that we're still bottom of the table because as the head-to-head -head with Melvin Gales, our score difference is better, which is a bit unfortunate because you'd like you'd like to pull yourself off the bottom when you get a win against a team that would have been hot favourites going in. Um, for uh, for Leitrim Gales to score one eighteen and still lose a game is un it's unusual to say the least. Like cause it, it, you'd be happy enough coming away with that sort of scoreline, but like. We have, we have the veteran goalkeeper and full forward for Gert Lettra, Colin McCran, scoring goals. He has, um, the goals have won us every game. We're not winning games with points. So, like, we go into a, a game against Carrick and Shannon, uh, St. Mary's, and we need to be getting scores on the scoreboard. Like, the return of Jack was a, a serious boost. Um, I didn't know whether it was that we were looking at maybe Leitrim and Gale's been too strong. But he's he survived the game and um he's all right. So look, going into a St Mary's game, you need him in flying form. There'll be St Mary's will look at Kyle McCran to try and and quench. But Kyle is strong. He's physical and he can score. He, he can score goals. Like he has, he has four or five goals already this year. You know, and um you could go two or three years without scoring. And if people look back on the results, like we said, uh, our Division Two uh, League final. The intermediate county final and the goals at the weekend. The games were winning, winning by goals. So maybe, maybe Paul Maguire is the the or the Garletra manager is the prodigy that's bringing back a little bit of oomph into the football and going for goals rather than just taking points and the goals will come attitude. You know. Yeah, I'm sure he'd be really happy that you've explained that to St Mary's as well. Not that they probably needed it. Dennis Collins has been around a while. Himself and Fergie Reynolds, Anthony Conway, uh, Damien Butler down there in St Mary's. They know exactly what they're doing, as, as we've seen uh, over the last couple of weeks uh, as well. Uh, in terms of the actual game, though, maybe it's a good chance to hear from Paul Maguire and hear what he thought about the clash. After the game, he caught up with our reporter, Denise O'Flaherty. Here's what he had to say about it. Paul, I tell you, you made hard work of it. Six points down, but some second half performance. Yeah, look, we got in a half time and we, we regrouped and we, we had a chat and you know, we knew we were better than what we we're doing. You know, um, you know, we we're probably used to going six points down and we did the same in 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 in, in what you got a manner last week. Um, we could have brought it back to two points at half time and we didn't do it. You know what I mean? We missed the penalty, but look at today, the lads stood up today and real leaders in the pitch there. You know, some of the some of the boys there, you know, are brilliant. Actually, when you mention leaders, Cahal McCran won a ball there actually for the second goal just before half time that he shouldn't have won and that brought you back into the game. Yeah, and that's when we spoke about that, that 50-50 ball. Like we had a couple in the first half that we should have won and we didn't win and I was saying at half time to the lads, you know, if that ball is there 50-50, by just if we don't win it, they're not going to win it. They're going to know they're after getting into a tackle. Do you know what I mean? And look, you know, after the second half, we know we done that. You know, we won them 50-50 balls, and you know we took our scores. You know, Parry Geller's goal. That's the, the highlight of the game. Probably the way he pegged himself through the goals to, to get on the end of it. You know what I mean? That's the determination and the belief the boys have got on themselves at the minute. Some of the moves, in all fairness, like for for the goal, was a cut on the crown into yeah. Jack Heston. 
over. Yeah. You know, you know, it was just is that something that you done on the training? Yeah, pitch? look, we 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 wouldn't be look, we'd work on that. You know, what I mean, yeah, every coach had working on that, working that mm. ball in and trying to get somebody in the back post to tap it in. But um, when it comes off, it's brilliant. But if it doesn't, <laughs> it's another thing. The thing about it is as well as the game went on and you started building up a bit of a lead, your defence just as you said about the 50-50 ball, there was balls there that they were breaking down and there was someone there from Goodletter to pick them up. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, Jared Campbell was immense there back, Kevin McGrath as well, you know, Carl went back in as a, as a, when we when they got their man sent off in the last yeah. five minutes, he went back in there and he steadied up the ship and he came, you know, he broke some serious ball there and looking you know, off, we had a man there ready to pick it up and get out of it, you know what I mean? The last kick in the game, Colin Duffy came out, got down to Jack, you know, it was wide open, he was stuck over us, yeah. we could have had another goal chance there, you know, so look, at we were, we're going all right. You uh, mixed the team around before the start of the game. You've got players there that can play. They're very versatile. Yeah, we've got very versatile players. Like, uh, we, Nile Woods will be a midfielder. We move yeah. to the centre back because we're missing James Campbell and James a huge loss to us. You know, um, Colin Duffy you can move him around as well. You know, Oshin Niblock, uh, David Mulvey, we're very versatile players. And any lad is happy to play. Whatever gets a jersey, he'll play anywhere. Do you know what I mean? And that's the best about this team. You know. I suppose for yourself, disappointing in the last two games, but you had glimpses. And, you know, people could know that there was something there with that good Raptor team. It was just getting a 60-plus minute performance. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. We, we played... Um played Melbourne here in the first game, you know what I mean? <clears throat> we know we lost by five points, but it wasn't a five point loss, no. you know what I mean? And we were missing, you know, we Jack were missing yeah. James Campbell, and then we lost um, Eamon Reynolds and David Mulvey in the first ten minutes, you know what I mean? And it upsets things and probably missed too many goal chances. The same thing in Manor, you know what I mean? We were still missing Jack, and we missed James Campbell was back, we were off injured, and lost Keon McGovern, another big loss. And, you know, we, we didn't, we missed two six in the first half again in Manor, you know what I mean? And you can't do that at senior level. And as yeah. I said to the boys, you won't get as much time on the ball at senior as you do at intermediate, and you have to move that ball. Of pace and we worked on it during the weekend looking up a bit off the difference. Well that's it. You know, you live to fight another day. Next weekend is huge. Huge game for for, for Gartletra so this and you know you're playing in the last year's finalists in, in St Mary's and top of the group so they are at the minute and you know and they'll want to stay there top of the group and they'll be nothing easy going over to Carrick next Friday evening. The thing about it is at least you have this win going into that game. I can see the dressing room, you know, the buzz around and what a win means going in there because you now know it's in your hands. Yeah, look, it means nothing this evening if we don't back it up next next Friday evening and I'd be hoping that the lads will have that belief in themselves that we can get something out next Friday evening. Moving around from the grounds in the senior championship as well. Uh, we'll start at the top of the county, work our way down. Melvin Gales, the venue, Kinlaw, of course, uh, for St Mary's to take their chances uh, with trying to secure the best possible finish in that group. Uh, they're probably the favourites to top the group now at this stage. Two wins and a draw from their opening three games after they brushed aside Melvin Gales 112 to 13, the final score in Kinlaw. Um Dennis Connor, we've mentioned him already on the show, but he'll be quite happy with the with that result and, and Carrick safely and comfortably through in a pretty good seeding now uh, for the quarterfinal draw. Yeah, Carrick will be there. I, I presume that they have been aiming from the start of the year at trying to get semi-final status at least and then take it from there. Um, they have, I suppose, with underage in, in Leitrim, they've had a considerable amount of players involved with all from the senior panel the whole way down to, we would say, the under-17 panel. So, like, that that has to start showing. And Melvin Gales, look, they got the result against Gortletra, um at the start. But to, to only score one three is it leaves you don't know where to turn. You'd be looking for what's what's the issues here, but there seems to be quite a few issues. Now Carrick have some excellent defenders. So 
if they're the type of game that they're playing, if they're going to be closing down the space inside and you can't get the shots off, so be it. Like, and that's the scoreline that you will have. So look at Carrick, Carrick, they're, um, they'll be true now at this stage. So they'll be happy enough to get all their training done, get it a little bit sharper to see, because you won't know yet to see who to be playing in a quarterfinal. Of course, Mel McGill's, that is their fourth game of the competition, which does mean the highest they could possibly finish is where they sit at the moment, fourth in the table. Everyone else with more than the two points they have bar Gortletra. Gortletra need a result against Carrick to push them out of that head-to-head equation with Mel McGill's. That's why they're currently bottom of the table. So they'll be hoping for uh, some sort of result. Can they take points off Carrick? Is that realistic? Carrick have been very impressive so far. Yeah, but if we, of course they can. They can take points off anybody in the county and it was kind of shown at the weekend. Because even, Spoken like a true court lecturer, man. Yeah, yeah. Goals win games and we are on fire. Do you know what I mean? Well, we mightn't be on fire against Carrick or maybe we will be, but I don't think there's going to be any fear because the Leitrim Gales, like with the results that we were seeing and for the last year or two with Leitrim Gales, like they were going in hot favourites, the same as Carrick. I put the two of them at the same level. Like Carrick don't need they don't need to win the game. Gartletra need to win the game or get a result out of it. So there might be a few changes in the camp, a few new players in, maybe players been rested that have sem- semi injured. You don't know. So it'll be it'll be in the melting pot. And look at Gartletra shown at the weekend, they're able to do it. They've come back. I suppose it was hard uh, winning an intermediate championship the following week, winning a league. And all that excitement and relief and celebrating to try and get back to business, you know, and they are back in business now. And some of the players that have been around for a number of years are actually playing much better than they did when they were younger. Like they're they're hitting their late 20s, early 30s. And I think the realization is kicking in that, well, we have we have a year or two left. We either do it or we're as well leave it to the younger lads if we're not able, you know. Yeah, and I suppose looking at their, I suppose, competitors for that final quarterfinal spot in that division obviously one team make the quarterfinals one team will miss out and end up in the relegation playoff that will be against alan gales but more on that uh, very shortly melvin gales they're very much a team in transition it's james Phelan's third season but they've lost a lot of players They've been unlucky with availability of players. Dara Rudy missed this weekend. Killy McGlone played his first game, having missed the first two weeks. Um, we've spoken ad nauseum and we've given Aidan a good slagging on the show about um, the fact that Emma Mulligan left the club and went into St. Mary's. Um, obviously, there's no poaching involved there. He just lives there now. Um, but there's a lot of that kind of uh, just, I wouldn't say negativity, but just back obstacles that have been thrown into James Phelan's path this year and um, it doesn't look like they're in, in the best shape to, to to survive even if they do get out of this group and into a quarterfinal um, can you see them mounting a challenge if they were to get that fourth spot in the table ah yeah well look at it just depends uh, well I, I'd i be hoping that, that they'll be in a relegation final from the Gartletra point of view do you know but if you take my Gartletra hat off uh, Melvin Gales are they're always dangerous. Like the group stages, they're slow starters. Like James knows his stuff. They went a number of years ago. They won an intermediate championship, and the following year they won a senior championship. They're they're capable of greatness, but they're still capable of imploding at the same time. So it's it's always touch and go with them. But into a quarter final, any any team that would be meeting them in a quarter final, and that would take them for granted, they could be signing their own debt warrant. You know. 
Yeah, of course, Darooney and Creole and Clancy have been the top two performers for them. They've scored virtually everything. They've scored 30 points for them between them this year. Once 14 for Dara, 13 points for Creole and Clancy, the next highest scorer in the competition so far. Uh, that is, to be fair, without this week's uh, statistics, statistics, they haven't gone in yet, uh, is two points. So really, they're very reliant on one or two players. So I'm here with Dennis Comerton, uh, experience in Mary's character channel manager. You're very happy with the performance there this evening. The goal seemed to knock us back at that stage of the game. Like we, we possibly should have had a score one end and they broke and scored a goal on the other end. And that uh, seemed to unsettle our guys a wee bit. Yeah, that's one thing we picked up on that St Mary's definitely could have had another couple of goals and definitely went, we thought went easy on Melvin Gales in that second half. Yeah. Where, from a Melvin Gales perspective, we were happy. But uh, a couple of black cards as well during that game. It was a yeah, little bit disjointed, like they are, they are black cards and you have to accept that, but it just was a very stop start game tonight, you know, the black cards, they get you, knock you out of your rhythm, then yeah. uh, Melvin Gales a couple of sendings off and I, I think it, it confused us more than it confused Melvin Gales. Yeah, um, pushing forward now for the quarterfinals, you'd be hoping to go one better than last year. Yeah, well, if we could even get back as far, uh, back to a final, we'd be very happy, but there's a long way to go. Yeah. You know, there's four hours football left in the Leitrim Championship, and it's very competitive. Uh, you know, it's uh, our group has been a tough group to come through, and that's all I'm looking at. Yeah, we have some very good young players there coming through, like the Paul Keeney, O'Connell, young Diffley there, he caused havoc there in the Melvin Gills defence in the first half. Would you be pleased with that? Yeah, once those players keep maturing and keep learning, that's the important thing in football, because if you can't uh, continue to develop and continue to learn, you're really wasting your time in this game. Brilliant. Thanks a million, Dennis, for your time. Best luck in the <laughs> When it comes to a playoff, uh, Alan Gales confirmed their spot. They were beaten at the weekend. They travelled to Ballinamore. Uh, Ballinamore made fairly light work of that particular clash. I think the, the final score, I don't have it to hand, it was 420 to 1-7, to I think, the final score there. Um, very disappointing season for Alan Gales so far. They've struggled with injury again, a couple of broken arms, a couple of other people kind of been unavailable longer term. And... And really, it's been a poison chalice for Martin McGowan. He's gone in there, but he's gone in with, with the view to it being a longer-term project. We had him on the show last week, but it just nothing's gone right for them. No, well, look, it's, it's hard. You've, uh, we said the likes of James Flynn. James is around a long time, and he's one of the main players for Alan Gales. Do you know, um, there, there's there's quite a few more. I haven't seen that that lift of youth, that three to four players coming from minor every year that after your five or six years you have a new team they just seem they don't they don't seem to have them coming i don't know whether they're they're in the country you'd assume that they are in the country because nearly everybody every irish person wanted to be in ireland last year you know the two movies i think are in canada to be fair thomas and brian movie are out of the country but but there are others coming back and whether enough will come back and enough will be available uh, for that playoff whether it's melvin gales or what they face uh, I would worry for Alan Gales. Um, we spoke last week to Martin and we indicated, we asked him about the potential for maybe a, a clean room or sweep out everybody and, and start fresh in intermediate level next year. And I personally think that's a good thing for some clubs sometimes. You talked about Melvin Gales coming back straight up, winning an intermediate. And the, the good feel-good factor that brought to the club pushed them on to win a senior championship. Uh, even Gortletra's result last night, uh, it's pushed them on with the last couple of weeks. I think uh, I, th I think it will be actually a good thing for Alan Gales, but 
I suppose they, they, they say they would want to stay in senior status. I think it's going to be a little bit past them. Thoughts on that? Do you think they can stay up? Ah, uh, look at um, like if they're in the, in the relegation final, and I have to keep it open. But me, the Garletra hat on here, okay? The Garletra hat. I think it's actually a tattoo. It's just there. It's, you're not going to get yeah, rid of it. Yeah, in behind the ears. Just in behind the ears. Um, ah, look at it's 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 a hard one. If they're not getting the scores on the board and the physicality isn't there, but the only thing is, I know I know when you said it briefly about like sometimes it's a good thing. Garletra were relegated. Now this this is going back fifteen years. Took us nearly it took us eight years to get back to senior level. So you're not guaranteed. The likes of like we say Anna Duff are down there quite a while. Like it's not a thing that's the same teams are getting up and down. You have to be at the top of your game to win an intermediate championship. And if you were at that level, you probably you could possibly hit a semi-final of a senior championship. Do you know what I mean? So there's not much between like to, to stay up, survival is is uh it works wonders, it gives players the chance to play at a higher level, do you know, to realise it. Because when you start, if young players are coming into intermediate and there's some of the teams that are weaker, they don't understand and, and they take it for granted that this is the pace of the game I'm playing. But it's not actually, like, you're running at 80%. You're not running at 100% like you are in senior football. So the minute you get in and you get the hard hit and you're to the pin of your collar and exhausted after games, you know what football is all about. And it brings on more players. Like if, if you had a few more teams in senior, it might bring on bring on the thing for a bigger pool of possible county footballers at some stage. But look at it's hard with the, the times that we're in, you know, to get to have too many senior teams. And then there there is a big gap between we'd say the top seven or eight and the next four, you know, you, you're talking about a big gap. Absolutely, absolutely. In, in terms of the, the final game in the Senior Championship at the weekend, uh, the one I actually happen, happened to be at on Saturday evening was between Finnis St. Collins and Ahawillan, and not quite a local, local derby, but close enough to have that bit of rivalry as well. Uh, Ahawillan came out, they uh, didn't impress in the first half. Fina could have been out of sight. It was nine points to four and a half time. Fina had two phenomenal goal chances in the first half, missed both of them. Um, but would have been well worth a 2-9 to 4-point lead at half-time. And whatever was said in the Hawillan uh, huddle at half-time, they just came out in that championship quarter, that third quarter, and they just blew away Fina. And Fina, I think, were lucky to hold on for the draw in the end. Probably a fair result, though, on the balance of play, and it puts both teams into that quarter-final. Um, so overall, they'll be happy with it. But Fina needed to bounce back after that defeat, to Mohol because that the, the second half display there was was poor again. Second half drop off this this week as well for Fina, but they're starting to learn those lessons. They didn't let uh, Ahawillan run away with it this week. They managed to to stop that to stop the, the flow of the tide towards Ahawillan and and get enough scores just to keep the scores level and uh, they get that point and, and passage to the quarterfinal. Um, much much improved from Fina this week. Yeah, look at Fina, I suppose the team that, well, from my point of view, any of that I'm looking at, they would have uh, had a, an amalgamation with Gartletra, uh back in the day, winning minor championships. Do you know? So they would, we'd know the players fairly well, and I would have had some of them at county minor level years ago, under from under 13, the whole way up to county minor. So very, very good players, dedicated, but it's all you got to do with the Fina teams back in the day. And the parents that you look at, because you can name, you can see the the line of parents um, and the players that you have now, and it's it's a, it has been a collective effort in Fena 
when a lot of other teams, if not all other teams in Leitrim, had taken their eye off the ball because they were strong at the time. And Fina, they, they got their structures together. They got numbers of coaches, men and women, all in it together. And now they've built something that quite possibly in a number of years, like if you can keep Ryan O'Rourke around and been able to play, that, you know, if injury-free and getting into a good rhythm, that I think quite possibly in three or four years' time, Fianna could have picked up a, a senior championship. This year, I don't think that they've just matured enough, to be honest, at this stage. Uh, it might be a longer and maybe one or two more players that they might need coming up from the underage but listen, it'd be it'd be. Um, I think every neutral around would love to see them because they play great open football. It's real, it's real Gaelic football. It's not the defensive stuff. Um, the the opening up, good attacking football. That's what we like to see. I know. Look at it. Would have been mentioned before. There's no point in playing attacking football if you're if you're going to be hammered or if you're going to be well bet. You have to clamp down. But look at if you don't if you don't throw a, throw caution to the wind. Great things, uh, great things happen when you try something different. If you're doing the same as everybody else, it'll just be probably the thickest that'll win it. Do you know sometimes? Yeah, well, there was plenty of thickness in the game as well. A couple of little incidents. Uh, you don't like to see that in football, but I suppose it's we're getting to that cut and thrust of the, the knockout championship stages of the competition. So teams, it really it's it's beginning to look like it matters now, and I think that was missing maybe from some of the earlier group games when people could have. Had a kind of a, a get out of jail free card where if you lost one or two, you'd still be okay. Uh, in terms of the senior championship, that's probably it for the weekend. Some interesting games ahead. We'll talk about the fixtures uh, later on in the program. In terms of the intermediate championship, of course, full on the fixtures two games Friday night, two games on Saturday. We start with the games on Friday night. Kiltubber and Sheelan, two local rivalries here. And I tell you, there's absolutely no love lost between these two teams. They wanted it. I've I, I wasn't sure if it was a football match or a, an MMA fight at times, particularly in the second half. These two teams, neither of them wanted to lose to their neighbours. A great performance, particularly maybe from the two McQueenie lads up front for or for Kiltubbert. Uh, they're only young, one year out of minor, two years out of minor, Danny and Barry. Um, and I think, I think Barry got seven points, uh, which was nearly half, or more than half his, his side's tally, 13 points to, to 110, the final score. Uh, sorry, 14 points to 110, a one-point victory for Kiltubert. Uh, they'll be absolutely delighted with that. Uh, but for me, I think the, the two best, or the two biggest moments of the game, both came in injury time. Both goalkeepers pulled off phenomenal saves, and we don't really hear about goalkeepers winning games that often. But uh, Noel Gill made a, a save maybe in the fifth or sixth minute of injury time uh, that he had really no right to make. Uh, and for a man, I'm 40 and he's he was ahead of me in school. So uh, you'd know Noel well over the years and he's not a spring chicken, but I tell you, he re reeled back the years in, in fine style. He kept that ball out of the back. And then on the other side, Barry Mc or Kevin McQueenie did the exact same thing just moments earlier. Fergal Meehan came on as a sub. His first touch, straight through on goal. And... Uh, smothered, just absolutely hoovered up by uh, the goalkeeper for Sheeland. So um, fair play to the two lads. They, they kept it competitive, kept their sides in it, uh, and it was Noel, Noel's side, Kiltubber, that came out winning on the, by a single point at the end of the game. 
Noel Gill. Um, exciting game. Came down to the wire. One mm. point difference in the end. Um, no small part to a fantastic save from yourself in the last couple of minutes. Uh, what's the, the mood like? First win of the championship season? Yeah, it was good. No, it was a good win to get. We weren't sure uh, what we were going to get out of Sheenan this year. We hadn't played him in a good few years, so we knew we were going to get a tight derby game. Uh, and we got that, so we were lucky to get the win. And we were, yeah, we made hard work of it. I thought we were, you know, we had a good, we were five points up. Uh, they got a, they got a good goal and gave them a bit of life. And they came back and they fought well. So they were, you know, they're a good team. They, they were unlucky in the, the first two games. They lost by a point, but yeah, do you know what? They, they might upset another two teams along the way, maybe. Yeah, in terms of I suppose the, the, the goal, let's talk about that, the, the negatives first, uh, yep. conceding that goal, it kind of came out of nothing, a, kind of a, a ball in, maybe yourself the defender <coughs> just kind of... Yeah, we kind of both lost it, I was kind of tracking it across and a and, um, uh, forward came kind of in at the back post, it's just it came between the both of us, but yeah, completely, I, it was, I, I take responsibility for it and I, t I was talking to the young defender, it was his first season, so he was very uh, he was very apologetic, well, but no, look at this completely, it's a, it's a goalie's mistake all over, you should command the, the small square, and I didn't do it in the time. That being said, you more than made up uh, injury time, two or three minutes into extra time, and uh, you pull out all the stops literally to uh, to keep the ball out of the back, and then it does yeah. some stave at the end, reeling back the years. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know about that, but uh, I didn't see much of it anyway. But um, no, look, we knew they were going to throw everything in the kitchen sink. There was a point, two points in it, and they were just, you know, throwing everything at it. And they, they had last, one last shot, and uh, lucky enough, I kind of followed across. He uh, seen a bit of space, I just dived into the space, I, I've got my head in front of it, so, you know, we kept it out, but look at it, on, a, on another day, it could have went in, and uh, they would have won by a point, so look at it, we'll take it, all day long. It was a, a day for the goalkeepers, of course, the other end, Kevin mm, McQueen, a couple yeah. minutes earlier, uh, Fergal Meehan almost scored his first touch of the ball, it would have been a, yeah. some introduction as for a super sub, but yeah, it, Fergal it wasn't to be a great save there, that end too. Yeah, Fergal is more acquainted to the back line, I'd say he was found, he was caught up in, uh, in half forward, next thing he was in on top of the small square, just taking a shot, but yeah, look at, he, he went for it, uh, the goalie made a very good save now, um, he's a good lad, I know him, I know him from, from, uh, from been neighbours up there, so yeah, no, he done well, he played well, and he's, he's getting good coaching of another senior goal as well Mark McHugh we talked about uh, on the commentary we talked about the facilities here and the improvements over the last few years you've been here a couple of seasons mm. uh, you've noticed big changes yourself what's Aye. it like playing in these kind of nice facilities in your own backyard yeah look at it's been great like it's a testament to the club and, and, the, and the committee there that have been working hard for the last couple of years like we have a, a great pitch now it's it's a testament to the hard work and effort and, and, and fundraising that went in uh, great club people great club men and, and supporters as well that get behind it but yeah look at it's there it's there for it's there for the youth that's coming through and uh, look it's, it's, it's a lifetime job it'll last forever in terms of the, the championship now obviously two games in three points on the board pretty much guaranteed a spot in the quarterfinals at least I suppose not the biggest achievement given the structure of the championship but I suppose you'd be looking out to stretch on and maybe find one of those top two places in the group is that realistic target? Uh, yeah we'd hope to know the, the lads are, are kind of knuckling down and, and we're trying to put our best foot forward every game every training session so look at we get out we put performances in and we'll see where we end up but yeah look we want to try and get to the, the top end of the group and see where we go see who we draw in the next in the next next stage but yeah look at it's wide open it's very competitive this year you have two even sides um, and they will yeah it'll drop some interesting games at the end of quarterfinals in terms of this year versus last I suppose a couple of the early games last year were decided by a point against your favour mm. uh, this year you seem to have just turned that little 
tied ever so slightly but it's the difference between winning and losing and um, what's been the, the major difference is it been back in your own home ground uh, is it a change in the dugout i know kieran mctague's been joined by adrian dockery this year as well mm -hmm. um, what's been the, the major difference for the club um, adrian and, and kieran are a good combination or a good team adrian's come in and he's brought a bit of uh, a bit of different uh, different style of training and it's he's it's to be honest look at it's it's youth we've we've got uh, a couple of uh, uh, good young guys that come in and have knuckled down and really pushed the team on and like old old players like myself and as generals as Shane Foley and, and, and those lads are still there but you know it's it's all about the youth you now they've given it a really push on and it's a bit of that but we were a bit unlucky in a few games last year losing by a point the ball didn't bounce the right way for us and stuff like that but you know uh, this year we just got a bit of luck and it went the right way and we're building on that every game is every game is building of course Balneglera and Drummaher to come in mm -hmm. the next two weekends um, have you have you much homework done on either of those two sides? Not, not really. We haven't even looked at them to be honest. Um, we haven't. Uh, we've played Banatlera and Drum here in um, in the leagues in the last couple of years, so we kind of know what they're what they're what we're going to get. Tough games. They're physical. They're fast. So uh, one of them is going to be at home. One of them is going to be away. So like I say, um, yeah. Look, they'll be even enough. I, I don't see much much between them. Um, it'll be on the get on the day. Whoever wants it bad enough, uh, we'll get the win. And thanks very much for chatting to us. Uh, congratulations on a fine performance and a good first victory in the championship. Cheers, bro. Thank you. That intermediate championship, it's, it really is dog eat dog, isn't it? Yeah. Look, at there's there's going to be there's going to be some interesting games. The, the likes of Giltubbert, even not Machine, they'll be disappointed. But to see an opportunity like they've, they've seen Anadolf against Cartletra, Anadolf are going to be trying to power on to, but it'll, it'll all take results and luck for them to get to another final. We'll say. Because if you're coming in, like you will know with Noel Gill, sure, he's about 25 years rubbing, putching and winter green all over himself. So he doesn't feel pain anymore. So that's why he's still playing, like, you know. I don't want to know how you know that, to be honest. But that's a different story. Uh, we'll save that for the After Hours podcast later on. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Kiltrubbers, they'll be quite happy with that. And last year, there was a trend where they get really, really close. They, the first two games, I know they ran to a point each time. I know Panadolf beat them by a point. Very unlucky uh, to lose that game. This year, they're winning those games by the point. And it's a subtle difference. And it's really only inches in the difference. But having three points on the board rather than having zero points on the board after two really tight games, uh, it's a much better position for, for Kiltrubbert to be in. And they'll be happy out with that. Ah, uh, yeah. Look at and even at training during the week, you're you're looking forward that you're 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 safe enough. The fear of um, and this is this is for any team, like the fear when you're in the situation of possible relegation, it's in your head. The the, the bit of desperation, it's a thin line between desperation play and trying your best and throwing all at it. And some of that maybe, as you said about the MMA stuff. Uh, half of it could be got to do with individuals aren't fit enough physically or mentally and they're under pressure and not controlling themselves and the other side of it could be just that the rivalry is just that much that they're taking it so serious that they're not going to let anybody themselves be pushed around you know so look at that's it's 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 all in the melting pot because we don't have anybody down as favorites for the intermediate you know you could no. name yeah. But nobody's put their hand up to be considered as favourites either. Uh, Ockenshielen, of course, by virtue of that defeat, do end up bottom of the table. And because of head-to-head -head results and results elsewhere, uh, they can't overtake Balanaglera. Balanaglera have already beaten them in this year's championship. So Ockenshielen will be in that um, relegation playoff for the junior championship next year. The four teams in the group, Drumahair, Anadolf, Kiltrubert, 
and Balnaglera will be the four teams into the quarterfinal. All that remains to be seen is who will finish where. And at this point in time, it could be any team finishing in any position. Uh, it's tight at the top down there. Uh, two games left for most clubs. Pats, Drummer are on four points. Anaduff and Kiltubbert both on three. All three of those teams with two games to play. While Balnaglera, guaranteed to be in the quarterfinal, would like to take a, a, a win out of their final game and give themselves a slightly better draw, at least in theory, uh, in the quarterfinal. But uh, some interesting games there. Of course, Drumahair and Balneglera, they met on Friday night in Balneglera. A hot-tempered affair. I know it ended up with uh, one lad, uh, well, a couple of lads fin- didn't finish the game uh, within the regulation. I know there was uh, players sent off. And um, uh, some unsavoury moments, again, in, in that particular game. We're not going to get into it here, but... I believe uh, one person did end up uh, with a broken jaw out of a, an incident in the game. So uh, I know Balnick there posted something on their social media about it yesterday. So uh, to Jamie McGrail, I hope you, you uh, recover quickly and you're back on the playing pitches at some point in the future. Um, your own thoughts on that when it descends into those situations when maybe people on the sideline just in the heat of the moment uh, make decisions that maybe they wouldn't do in ordinary circumstances and, and it results in incidents. Uh, where people can't go to work on Monday morning. Uh, your thoughts on that kind of stuff? We're not going in, we're not, we're not, we don't talk about specifics, but but just the, the concept in general. Uh, we're looking at, I suppose it's up to the referee to get it into his report. And if there's an investigation that has to be done. Now, this is for any, not just not just that game, yeah. for, for, for any games um, that there's sanctions given out. Like a player should miss the rest of the championship. If you, if you for whatever your own reasons, that you lash out and you do some quite serious damage to somebody. Like you shouldn't be playing football for a long time again. And um, it should be highlighted, do you know, because we all go out to play football. We, we put in heavy tackles, but at the end of the day, everybody has to get up for work the next day. This is an amateur game. And um, I think that sometimes it's seen as, well, I'm in a game, I'm frustrated. I lash out at somebody, but if you've done it outside of a nightclub, um, it would cost you an awful lot of money. And I don't think that the GA should be covering any of this, no matter who they are or what name they are. Do you know whether they're even from inter-county footballers down? Uh, the rule book is there and the need to be it needs to be hit because if we do if we do end up at any stage that we get a bit laxed, it's going to open up a can of worms that this is going to be happening and you're not going to be able to pull it back. And there's one thing playing hard football but like you don't need to hit a fella a smack in the mouth when you have two shoulders on you and you haven't shouldered somebody in five years. Do you know what I mean? We we it is a physical game if we play it right and in the right way. Yeah, I know we haven't spoken about this before the show started, but uh, from what I believe from reports, it wasn't the player that was involved in the altercation. It was actually an official of one of the teams. But uh, listen, these things happen here in the moment on the side of the pitch. Um, we just don't like seeing it in the game. It kind of ruins what was a lovely evening, uh, weather-wise and atmosphere-wise across the grounds uh, over the weekend. Now, we hear from Balneglera manager JP Kane. His second week in a row back on the show, he'll start to think uh, we like him down there in Balneglera, but uh, he's back with us to talk about his uh, view on the game. Uh, Shames Galhar caught up with him on Friday evening. I have with me here uh, JP Kane, manager of the Balneglera team. JP, a disappointing result in the end. He... Had a good first half. We were four points to three up at half time, but really Drumahair were you know much the better team in the second half and an easy win for them. You, you're disappointed with the overall performance. 
Yeah, I suppose when you take it that way in the second half, yeah, but when, when I suppose it was, I think it was 4-3 at half time. Yeah. Um, yeah, and 4-3 and we had missed, I, I think when the game we had done down on the sheet there, we had, we had, we missed 4-8 in the whole game. You can't miss 4-8 four, four, four in a championship and we had, um, yeah, we had eight wides, we had six in the first half and we had we had a goal chance in the first half and like we, instead of being two up or one up or two up at half time we should have been nine ten we should have the game sewn up and it's a different ball game when when like we knew they were going to get their purple patch they got in the third quarter and they pushed on and they got their five or six scores well, well when we had our purple cat patch we didn't punish them and and but look the way i look at it is it would last year was 222 to six points i think in the championship we're an awful lot closer i think if we meet them again i think we'd be even closer again I, um, we, just, we held them to three points from play, eight free. So, there's a, even though we were beaten, there's a lot of positives to take from the game, and 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 I think we're in a good place. And I don't think too many teams would fancy playing us in a quarter final. Now that I know the Hanshield have been beaten, we're in a quarter final. So that's what we're looking forward to now. In Group Two of the Intermediate Championship, it was a case of local rivals again doing battle over on the Cavan border. Carrie Gallen and Drum Riley met on Saturday evening in Carrigallon, 111 to 110, the final score in that particular clash. And uh, I think Carrigallon, it hadn't been going particularly well for them. They had lost their opening game of the season fairly heavily to Ahavas and losing one local uh, derby is bad enough. You can't lose two and they made sure to, to not let that happen on Saturday evening. A one point victory over Drum Riley. Uh, Carrigallon, I spoke to Andrew McManus off air earlier today and he was relatively happy with the performance, delighted with the results. And I think that's pretty much all it comes down to when you get that local rivalries involved. You just want to win against uh, anyone who's remotely from your neck of the woods, right? Ah, yeah. It's always it's it's the bragging rights for the next year. Well, sorry, not the next year. It could last for a lifetime because there's always going to be somebody that will remind you of that fateful day back in August when we bet you. And you mightn't have even remembered it and it's not related to the conversation you were having with anybody. So look at it is and for Carrie Gallon to get their win, um, to have to have a good running, to play a good running game of football, like you know, uh, Andrew McManus involved with them. So we all know him from years and years, small, nippy, fast. It was done quick before he ever got a chance to get a hand in. So he brings that, you know, to his management style. Drum Riley, um, maybe a few younger players coming on that have some quality players, but still at that, more than a lot of other rural teams, the numbers the numbers game isn't there and you still have um you still have some of the, the lads that would have played for Leitrim years ago still playing um and in every other parish they're retired two or three years so look it's it's kind of they're they're hard that's hard now to to continue it they need to be getting the younger crew in but i suppose the league, league is your time for that championship you need to get the win and you played the players you think that will get you there you know well, that being said, Drumreilly is still top of the table. They're up there with Ahavas, uh, both on four points. But if Drumreilly beat Ahavas in their final game, they will guarantee themselves top spot in the group. So, uh, uh, interesting time ahead. And I think it, we've got a case where Drumreilly uh, and the likes of John uh, McKeown and others who you soldiered with in the trenches in that full back line for Leitrim over the years, uh, he might have something to say about uh, your opinion of whether he should be playing or not. But uh, he's still knocking them out there and uh, they'll take a bit of a, a knock from that defeat. But they'll be back and Drumrunny never really know when they're beaten. So uh, they're still top of that group. And of course, guaranteed a place in that quarter final draw in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, Borna Kula, of course, they hosted Drum Kieran over the weekend. Drum Kieran went down there as hot favourites. Didn't have it all their own way and relied on two late scores 
to make sure they got the win there. And it leaves Borna Kula in a must-win situation in their final clash against Carrie Gallen in two weeks' time. But to go back to the, the game at the weekend, uh, 3-8 to 1-16, the final score in that game. And uh, Kim Mallon scored 1-4. He's been impressive through the season so far. Obviously, in with the county hurlers as well uh, through the, the inter-county season. But... The plenty of talent in in Bornacula. They just maybe don't have the critical mass of numbers to, to spread that out. Even enough that the weakest player on the team, it just there's holes in the team. I think it's just what's happening. It's just not quite happening for them this year. It surprised everybody last year, but this year it's kind of playing out as people thought last year would. And they're really under pressure now. One game to go. They can get themselves out of that relegation um, clash with Auckland, but it's. Uh, it's not looking great for, the, for Seamus Mallon's team at the moment. Yeah, look, at it is hard. And uh, that's where, uh, if we if we look at it, it's a bit unusual. Like, Barnacula would have had, uh, at underage level with Gartletra when they've joined, they, at stages, they had bigger numbers on the amalgamated team. But I don't know where they're going to. Do you know, uh, in Gartletra, if you had five uh, on, the, on the first 15 or six, they seem to come true. There might be one drop-off. Um, I don't know where the players are, are going because like you you have enough numbers, even with an amalgamations at underage level, you still have, we'll say, 10 each year, between five and 10 each year. And your senior team is made up of a 15 years, 15 years of teams. So even that we don't that you don't have the numbers, where are they gone from last year, the year before, the year before? Do you know it's um you just want to look into it and if there's not jobs around to, to keep people there. There's not jobs, but then still. Like, well, sorry, to be fair, I, I didn't mean numbers as in actual physical numbers. I just meant the quality uh, numbers of quality of players because most clubs have have bodies. Uh, like we could all, you could sh- show up for court Letcher, I could sh- show up for a team. Uh, I'm not going to add anything to a team though, so I'm not a useful number if that makes sense. So it's it's about lads who are going to make an impact in the game, and I just think maybe uh, in places court Let- or. Bornacula have just a little bit of weakness in certain areas and it's it just left them lacking. I know that through the, the centre of the pitch, they're fairly strong, but just I think they're missing the, the likes of Shane Mallon, who's a, a big loss, Keane's younger brother, obviously he's playing rugby um, and hasn't been available for the team this year. I'm not sure if he's, if he's actually injured or not, but he did play last season, not playing this year. I know he's involved in the Leicester Academy as well, so there are certain things that he kind of can't do and I think a club the size of Ornacool are going to miss somebody like that, particularly someone of Shane's quality. Um, and if you have one or two of those missing, you're going to struggle. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I suppose you can see it from some point, a club's point of view, that if you create an all-rounder, that the chances are you could lose them. And I know it's a narrow-minded way of thinking of it, um, not given the opportunity, but it's great. I think it's great to see um, and look at sure we have Rob Carney coming back to play. All these boys will be coming back, so they will when they have Lions Tour medals in their back pocket. Do you know? So yeah, I heard I heard some reports about Rob Carney's uh, Rob Carney's um, performance at, at the weekend for Cooley. Um, mixed reports. I think the the reaction. I can't remember the exact words. And I, I got sent in a text message from a friend of mine who was at the game, and he said basically it was along the lines of that he was he was at the same time majestic in terms of how he looked in the jersey and on the pitch but actually when it came to playing the game maybe not the the same transferable skills that have just clicked straight back in he might need a couple of games to get himself uh, match fit 
for yeah. for the GA. But uh, he said he looked, he filled the jersey well at least. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, not to be for him on the night. Anyway, that's we're getting ourselves distracted by yeah. talking about rugby internationals. Let's hear what the two managers have to say after the game. Richard McTiernan of Drumcuran and Shame Smallen of Bournemouth. I have with me here the successful manager, uh, Richard McTiernan. Richard is touch and go for a long time there, a tough game, and he just came through in the end. It was a tough game, Seamus, yeah. Um, all credit to Bournemouth. They came out and they fought like absolute dogs, and we didn't expect anything less coming up here this evening, to be honest. Um, we played them probably six weeks ago in the league. There was nothing in the kick of a ball in it that day as well, so we are delighted to get out with the result, and fairness to lads showed up for the character. Yeah, you know, about midway through the, the half, you were five points ahead and seemed to be coasting. And suddenly, Barnacoola, 2-2, I think they scored, ended up ahead at half-time. And, you know, the whole way in the second half, they kept coming back. And uh, in the end, just two late points there and a couple of the subs you brought on did well. So you were in, delighted in the end to, just to get there. Well, we're delighted, as I said to you. We're delighted to get out of here. We came here just to make sure that we got two points on the board because... The championship, it's, it's a funny game. You never know when you're in it or when you're out of it. Um, so we had to only focus on trying to get the result here today. Um, probably, I suppose, we give away bad goals. There's no point trying to hide or cover up that either. Um, there's a lot to work on going forward. But again, I suppose the last quarter, um, the lads they showed courage and they showed a bit of character. And look, we just we got the win. So you've um, Carrie Gallon at home next week, and I suppose they cause a little bit of a surprise this evening. I know it was a local derby, but they beat Drum Riley previously unbeaten. That brings them back into it. So again, yeah. another huge game next week. No, it's wide open, and that's the reality of it. And we have some Carrie Gallon at home. It'll be nothing less than this evening or the week before with uh, Drum Riley. There's only a kick of a ball between any team in this championship, so nobody's guaranteed anything. So look, we look forward to it absolutely, and we'll train hard this week. That's it, so we wish you well next week and uh, in the rest of the Championship and we'll probably be talking to you again next week. Lovely, thank you very Thanks, much. Thanks Richard, thank, thank you. you. I have with me here Seamus Mallon, uh, manager of the Barnacoola team. Seamus, uh, tough luck, great game of football, two evenly matched teams and you know, you stuck with some and all the way and just in the end, two late points. Yeah, yeah, we were. We were down and we came back and it was level there with time up and God, we had a couple of, couple of opportunities there going forward and we got caught in possession and we give a hand pass away we'd be disappointed but to be honest with you we got a response after last week we were we not at the races against him Riley so from that point of view it's positive but unfortunately it's the third loss and we're now relying on Drum Kieran to turn Carrie Gallon over next week for us to have any hope going into the final game against Carrie Gallon yeah that's uh, you've Dubai next week yes and uh, as you said Drum Kieran playing Carrie Gallon You'll be shouting for Dunkirk next week, of course. Well, and it's down to the last game then. It's you know yeah. If that result works out, it's yourself and Kerry Gallon. If, it is. So it is. It'll it is be a huge indeed. game if it goes that far. Oh, it'll be a huge game. Uh, my old mate, Andrew McManus, is uh, <coughs> managing over there. So <laughs> we've often spoke about it all year that that might be the game. That'll. But they had a great win uh, this evening, I believe. A one-point victory over Drum Riley. So fair play yeah. to them. Their tails will be up and... Uh, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they did turn Drum Kieran over, but we'll wait and see. We will, yeah, obviously be hoping Drum Kieran can beat them to keep our chances of progressing alive. And of course, you were without Damien Warren this evening, um, suspended for one game. You know, that could have been the difference between uh, winning and losing, but sure, look at Damien, he's not playing. Damien is the last player here to represent uh, Leitrim from yeah. Bornacula, and he's a huge loss. He scored about 1 6 here against the Havas, so he's a major loss. and. Ronan Mulligan there, who 
Normally uh, one of our top forwards as well just twisted his knee in about the first quarter I think it was so he was another loss but look it's more important the attitude to bring the personnel doesn't matter and the lads that went in Brian Connery went in uh, there for Rona Mulligan played a very good Good game Uh, so look you have to deal with these things that's why we have a panel and uh, we will have Damien back the next day now and look at Hopefully, hopefully the game will be alive. And if it's not alive, we'll have to prepare for the following two weeks, whoever we meet in the relegation game. Well, look, we wish you the best of luck in the next game. It'll be our last game in the group stages. And uh, if it's there to be won on the day, we wish you the best of luck. Thanks very much, Seamus. All right, Seamus. Thank you. Of course, both men speaking to Seamus Gallagher after their game on Saturday evening. In terms of the other games played over the weekend in the men's competitions, the Corrup Oil Junior B and C Championships started over the weekend and in group one of the junior b championship alan gales and drum kieran met in drum shambles scoreline 110 to alan gales 4-6 to drum kieran a fairly comfortable five-point victory for drum kieran there as they made their way back up the long shore rock allen with both of the points in the bag in group two melvin gales and fina played out a draw in kinlaw 12 points to melvin gales 2-6 to fina st collins while shauna heslin's 2-8 St. Mary's 3-14 in the Junior B Championship Group 3 clash. St. Mary's winning that by three points in Balnamore on Sunday afternoon. In the Junior C Championship, Drummahair 2-20, Kiltubbert 8 points. Fairly comprehensive win for Drummahair. And there's a club that really have really impressed me with the number of the number of bodies they've got out for games this year. I've seen a couple of their games in the league and, and in the championship so far. And I've been really, really impressed with, with how they look in terms of the the, the kit and, and all that stuff that people don't really put much value in, but I think is super important in terms of how players actually value themselves as well. So a good result for them there in that particular clash. Good to get the second team up and running. While Balneglera had a nice victory over Havas, 2-11 to 7 points, a healthy 10-point win there for Balneglera's second side against Havas's second side in the Junior C Championship. Uh, they'll obviously be back in action when those games kick off in a couple of weeks we did have a full round of fixtures the first round of fixtures in the senior and intermediate ladies competition at all do you follow this at all i know kildra gales will be your local side down there derek but if you're not involved sometimes it just passes by is there much awareness of what's going on with the girls down there and um, no uh, of- to, to be to be some of the families that would be involved with say the the likes of shane and ward um but look at the girls will be training a different night the, it's it, it's unusual if when the the senior or the first team men's team are training and the women there seems to be a massive divide between the two maybe it's the, the same like with the GEA and the ladies Gaelic Athletic Association the, the there I don't know I don't know what I don't know what it is it's historical um and there doesn't seem to be much of a crossover in regards to support there's there's the the hardcore we'll say but there isn't the same um, even fundraise anything like that. So you don't hear much unless you go looking for it. You don't you don't really hear much about the ladies football, which is un, unfortunate. Now I can't I don't know where the roots have become from, but maybe if they're a little bit tighter tighter knit of an organisation, both sides coming a bit closer together, it would actually work out better for funding for the ladies, for support and for recognition that we know what's going on. You know. Well, absolutely. Well, just to remind people, they are all in this book, so you can uh, get oh, find out all about the women's game in the county as well. If you're not that familiar with it, check it out. Uh, and also the live commentaries that we've been doing here on Final Whistle that I and Leitrim GA Radio 
does cover the senior and intermediate ladies games as well. Very healthy listenership. So there is definitely an appetite out there for people. A uh, couple of, well, I'd say over the course of the weekend, uh, the five games we had, we had uh, the guts of maybe seven or 800 people listen to those ladies games over the weekend. So uh, we're quite happy with that. I think it shows a, a genuine interest in, in the games and, and the appetite for a bit of information flowing around those games. But of course, those actual games themselves, I was in Kiltubbard this morning and um, Kiltubbard, a fine performance from them, but unfortunately not enough to keep uh, Glen Car- Manor Hamilton at bay and they uh, edged it out by two goals in the end, a late penalty from Alva Clancy probably put a little bit of a gloss on the scoreline that uh, didn't reflect the, the way the game actually played out. One ten to three ten, the final score there in Kiltobrid. Uh, over in Drumshambo, we had St Francis. They played Mohol, and they ran out winners in that particular game. Three twelve to four three, the final score. Another six point victory there. While in Balnamore, a uh, repeat of last year's semi final. Balnamore, Sean Heslins, and St. Joseph's, uh, an eight-point victory there for Balnamore, three eight to nine points to give them all opening wins in the season. I have with me Paul Martin here, manager of the successful uh, St. Francis team. Well done, Paul, for a start. Good win. Good win the first game. But uh, Mohal really put it up to you there. Yeah, absolutely, Seamus. Uh, Mohal were very, very good, very well drilled. Uh, they obviously came with a game plan and they frustrated us for a long time, so... We just tried to remain patient. We could have got panicky, but thankfully we didn't. Um, we were seven points down at one stage, so we just reeled them back in slowly, and thankfully we came out the right side of it. But Mohal, all credit to them. They're they're gonna they're gonna take a bit of beating this year now. To be fair to them, they'll give teams yeah, a they give teams a good game as it goes along. Yeah, they got, well, they got a good start. They got you know the first two scores were goals, and that goals kept them in the game. But you found yourself two down at the break, but you had a great start to the second half, goal and two points, and. Uh, I know Mohal kept coming back at you, but in the end, I think he held them scoreless in the last quarter. And did we? Okay. So. Um, yeah, we we were very good. Like Darvel Vern is the best forward in the county, in my opinion. So, or, or one of the uh, certainly one of the best. So, uh, and we had to take her very seriously. And, and the girls knuckled down to that task. They were very good, um, particularly in the second half. Um, and you know, we knew once we got ahead, Mohal would have to come out. They were very defensive in the first half. We knew they'd have to come out, and they did. And we we kicked some great scores. I thought towards the end and. We finished strong as well, you know. We pushed up on their kickouts well, and a lot went right for us. We we, we got a go, we got our big scores at the right time, so you know we were we're just delighted to get two points on the board. But that's all it is. Just won the first game. That's it. We keep her lit now. That's it. And I don't like mentioning players, but I have to say, Eilish Cornyn had a had a brilliant game there on the centre of the field today and scored some magnificent points. Penalty. Yeah. You know she was all over the commanding. She's a great figure, bit of stuff. Yeah, she's a huge yeah. player for us. Like um, you know, we're missing a few big players there. Like Emer Gibbons broke her wrist in the league final and. Rosalind Kane put her shoulder out and Maraid McCauley is out for the year as well. So, you know, uh, Tavail is coming back there. You know, we expect a lot of her because that's because she always does a lot for us and maybe we expect too much of her, but she continues to do it and she's a great bit of stuff. But I thought some of the performance, I thought Idel O'Donnell was fantastic and, you know, um, Neve Moran did a great job back there. And, you know, the girls really stood up. Like, and Colonel leads from the front and she's a huge player for us. Everybody knows that. So there's no, no point trying to play that down. Uh, so, look, good to get the first win. Uh, I know you're playing Man Hamilton next. Yep. Doesn't get any easier. No, but, no. Uh, look, best of luck in the next round and in the championship. Thanks, Seamus. In terms of the Intermediate Championship, St. Bridget's, in their first return to the Intermediate grade, uh, they scored 5-11 to beat Drum Kieran's 1-10. Drum Kieran, of course, promoted last year by virtue of winning the Junior Championship in the county. And Kiel Regales, 
they had a, an unfortunate meeting with St. Mary's Kiltarhart, who uh, put 7-18 past them, unfortunately, 2-4 for Kildregales, but a, a very, very healthy win for St. Mary's Kiltarhart, and uh, probably puts them as one of the early favourites for that championship, but I'm sure St. Bridget's are going to have something to say about that, and of course, Drummer Hare in that grade as well, they um, promised to, to do some damage. That They're next up for Kildra in two weeks' time, so no more games on the, the ladies' front for the next two weeks, we'll have a bit more of a focus on them next week. But uh, nice to have them up and running. Next round of games for the ladies on the 12th of September. Of course, all those games thrown in at 11 a.m. In terms of the fixtures for next week, Derek, we might just run through them quickly and then we'll uh, wrap up the show. Well, on Friday evening, we have the uh, Conical Senior Football Championship Group 2 clashes between St. Mary's, Kiltard and Gortletra and Leitrim Gales and Glencar Manor Hamilton. These, of course, the deciding clashes between who's going to finish top, bottom, or wherever on that league table in Group 2. Um, it's been tight. It's been fairly level pegging between these sides. There's been a couple of surprise results. Gortletra uh, last night uh, beating Leitrim Gales, even Glencar Manor coming up and... Uh, and overturning a heavy defeat to St. Mary's to beat Melvin Gales the following week. It's just been topsy-turvy. Any team can beat anyone. Do you want to put your neck on the block and say how you think this is going to go? Of course, your focus would be on Gortletra in terms of what they can do against St. Mary's. Yeah, look, nobody wants to be playing in a, in a relegation final or playoff or whatever you want to call it. Because when you, I suppose when you talk about a relegation final, finals are generally something to celebrate getting into. But if you're in the relegation final, you're not celebrating that terrible much that you're in it. So uh, look, at it, be, there'll be good games at the weekend. Any of the teams that we'll say are true already, um, maybe they mightn't be as strong or maybe they'll want to keep the momentum going. Like I, th- I don't know, maybe from years ago, because there hasn't been as much football played in the past two years as there would have been. And players, a lot of them have got a fair rest. They're training differently. Um, they're coming in fitter because they had to do it on their own. So if you want to keep the momentum going in in either the intermediate, the senior, any of the junior championships, you go out to win every game. And this thing of I'm not going to show my full hand. Now you know I heard that at one stage from a manager. I'm not going to show my full hand, and they're in trouble because if they should have shown their full hand in the first game, because the lost the, the lost that game and they're on the back foot. So do you know you can be you can be too cute for your own good sometimes you know, so you generally try to put out put out your best team and the tactics on the field all right. Um, well, um, you can you can you can kind of trick about with them like if you want to, but it's um it's getting like we know after after the weekend or, or very soon anyway. Uh, the parents for the quarterfinals, and that's where it gets into interesting that people will there'll be some mouthwatering games coming up that people will want to go to. So I'd urge people to get out and go. And if even if you're at the game, tune in to finalwhistle.ie to get your commentary because I've had people comment that they're the far side of the field listening to the commentary on the game. And maybe maybe that's because they don't want to talk to the person beside them, maybe, but still it, it's good. They just want you in their ear. That's all that's wrong with them, Derek. They want your company. In terms of the, the games this weekend, of course, let's go through some of the permutations without bogging it down in too much detail. Um, but effectively, the top place team in every group uh, will play fourth place on the other side of the group, second place, third, and so on, uh, with the obviously the advantage being 
finish higher in the group, you get, in theory, a weaker opponent in the quarterfinal. And Mohul, odds on to be top of that group. The only team that can catch them is Sean Heslins, and, of course, Mohul have beaten them already. So based on that, Mohul will be in top spot in Group 1 of the Championship. Uh, Sean Heslins, their season is complete, at least from the group stage point of view. Four points, uh, a win for Ahawil and Rafina, would leapfrog uh, Balnamore in that challenge. Alan Gales will be fifth place on the table. Um, you can get the league tables, you can get them on final whistle, you can also get them on league from GA. you can work out the permutations yourself. But essentially, we're probably looking at um, Mohul first, potentially Fina maybe second if games go to form with Sean O'Heslins, uh, followed by Ahawil in fourth place in that group. If I was a betting man, that's probably the combination I would expect. Would you disagree with that, um, Derek? No, I think you're right. Look, it's, you have Mohal every year have been bringing two to three new players onto their team. And this is probably what I'm going back to the the uh, with the likes of the Borna Coolers, just for an example. That the, I know that we're talking about numbers, but then that the, the standard of players coming through, what they have they have to be coached, they have to be coached right, they have to be wanting to play themselves. So the Mohal crew, they want to play like the they've had possibly up in 50. At training when the covert restrictions lifted and um to have quality footballers like we all we all know that so any of the young fellas that are coming in they'll play they'll play a challenge game the same way as they'll play a county final they, they give it all so like Mohal are the team to beat Banlamore look fairly look fairly decent um whether they'll be able to do it or not to let a championship slip a number of years ago that I thought that they should have won or could have but didn't so like Mohal would be would be the favorites Carrick Balnamore I after that I don't know well that's one half of the draw Mohal uh, Sean Hessens Ahoyle and Fina in whatever order they fall in I'm not sure anybody wants to play against any of them in a Leitrim Senior Championship quarter final but that is the task that awaits the four teams coming out of the other side of the draw we know three of them St Mary's Glencar Manor and Leitrim Gales will be in that draw on uh, probably well there's no draw we know how it's going to formulate out but those three will be in the quarterfinal mix-ups and then it's Gortletra or Melvin Gales at the moment it's advantage Melvin Gales but Gortletra do have that clash with St Mary's to try and secure their spot in if we go on form you would have to bet against them but you never bet against Gortletra right absolutely or you'd be a brave person that would <laughs> so uh, where we are is Mary's are probably odds on to top that group uh, Manor and Leitrim Gales, they go in there. A win for Leitrim Gales would see them leapfrog Glencar Manor. Any other result leaves Glencar Manor uh, in either first or second in the group, depending on what happens with the Gortletra St. Mary's group. So all to play for. It's very much about uh, getting through if, in the first instance, but who you're actually going to play then. And of course, it's an open draw for the semi-finals. So if you get through, there'll be an open draw done. It's usually done at the end of the final whistle on uh, the last semi-final of the uh, of the senior and intermediate stages. So we shall wait to see who that will be, but a couple of weeks down the line. Uh, in terms of the intermediate championship, then, of course, we have the fourth round of games. Uh, they all take place on Saturday evening, um, and we'll find out exactly who's going to progress through to the, the quarterfinals at this stage. Still a few things to be decided. Uh, usually it's just about where they want to finish in the actual groups, though. Akinshielen, as we know, bottom of the table. Uh, Borna Kula played three games. They have one game left against Carrie Gallen. Depending on how other results go, they could be in a winner-take-all clash on the last 
group games in two weeks' time. But at the moment, it looks like Buonacula in a bit of bother at the bottom of the group two table in the intermediate division. We still have a full round of fixtures to go after this weekend. So nothing will be set in stone. But clubs can uh, really put themselves in the running for that spot in just a couple of weeks, uh, quarterfinals with a good performance this week. The fixtures just for uh, just to make sure we have them right. St. Pat's from Maher play Kiltubbert, Achnashilin versus Anna Duff, Drum Kieran versus Carrie Gallon and Drum Riley versus Ahavas. Another local derby. Uh, they seem to put everybody in that, that part of the country uh, into that group. I'm surprised Gortletra weren't relegated just to put them in there and uh, add an extra local dimension to the competition. Don't want to hear about relegation, Brefney. I'm afraid I'm not going down that road. <laughs> when, we, when we have you, let's just talk about that for a second. Uh, we're yeah. about to finish up. We, we've kind of got through the business of the show. Uh, the best luck to everyone who's gone in for that quarterfinal spot at the weekend. But in terms of Gort Lettre, uh, they won the Intermediate Championship what, a month ago now, maybe five weeks ago now. And let's say hypothetically they don't manage to avoid that championship uh, quarterfinal spot and they, and they get knocked down and they end up in that relegation playoff. Um, is it a, a bit of a sour taste having won the championship so long ago that in potentially five or six weeks down the line you could be relegated back to senior championship and in theory Anna Duff who lost that final could go on to win the intermediate championship and within eight weeks of winning the intermediate championship you've actually swapped position and Gortletra preparing for the intermediate championship again and and added up the same again. It's very hypothetical. In fact, in my opinion, it's very unlikely that either of those situations, that a perfect storm of the two situations together, is, is likely to happen. But it could, in theory, happen. I don't think it's that unlikely, to be honest with you, Brefney. Like when we looked at it, even I said it after it was the week before, the week after the intermediate final, um, that he, it's great winning it, it's disappointing losing it. But like Anna Duff could be within six or eight weeks. They could have won an intermediate championship and we could be relegated from the senior. So, like you know, the I think that I think both both sets of teams, like it's in it's in their own hands. Like the intermediate is all to play for with the way that the games are going. Um Gortletra, um, you don't want to be going down to I know Alan Gales are in the relegation. They're still gonna be hard bet. People that would say, Well, Gortletra, they'll have the momentum going into the game. You're there for a reason, and um maybe there are two different reasons why Gortletra or, or and Alan Gales would be down there if that's the way it ends up. Maybe Alan Gales need to get the numbers in, try and get people. We need to mature the players that are there already. Um, but look at their their adults. They know they know what's ahead of them, and if they could, like, it put the whole lot to bed if Carletra go out and put in a performance um, against St Mary's and to pull some sort of a result, and then. Unfort if that happens, I'll be delighted, but it'd be unfortunate for my old mate James Phelan and Melvin Gales. But I'd say the way he's looking at it is that he they'll be watching that game tightly and they'll survive and they'll get into a quarter final. But I'd rather me be happy rather than James, and that's no disrespect whatsoever. <laughs> it's, the, it's the nature of sport, isn't it? For someone to win, somebody else has to lose, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. and that's just the way it is. Uh, he'll be praying that you're upset on Saturday evening. And you'll be praying the opposite. I think actually your game is Friday, yeah. but that's neither here nor there. Listen, Ed, as ever, it's a pleasure to have had your company for the last hour or so, Derek. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, I know you have your fingers, toes, and whatever else you can cross, crossed uh, going into that game against St. Mary's on Friday and from all in Gortletra. Um, I wish them. I wish everyone going into the weekend. It, it's, uh, it makes no difference to us who wins, but uh, you do like to see the teams that, that play a bit of football 
uh, progressing. So hopefully uh, we'll see football being the winner this weekend. Uh, Derek, thanks very much for joining me as ever. Pleasure having you. Pleasure. Looking forward to be back again, Breffney. Thank you.